This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I'm going to share some lessons learned while looking to purchase an established business. The reason that this will be very important for you as you're sitting there is there's a very good likelihood that the issues that are keeping this business from selling are also currently impacting your business and specifically your ability to ever stop working in your business. This is going to be a very interesting episode. It may be a little more data-driven than some of the other ones that I've had in the past, but it's a very good exercise so that you can look in the mirror and identify the opportunities inside of your business to grow current revenue, but also to not only grow your exit multiple when that time comes, but also the ability to easily transact that business. So I'm very excited to go through that, and I hope that you find it valuable as well. If you do, feel free to reach out to me on my website, michaeldemo.com, and I'd be happy to share some time and space with you to discuss how some of the strategies that I'm currently using with my clients might also impact your business as well. So why am I looking at buying businesses? It's an interesting question, and it really has to do with diversifying of revenue streams on a high level, but also the ability to make an impact in my community more specifically, as a couple of the businesses that I'm looking at are in my local area. They're established, and they fit the key demographic for who would normally be one of my clients, which is a owner-operator of a business. And whether that's a CPA, HVAC company, mechanic, carpenter, landscaper, doctor, essentially a business where somebody that is extremely technically proficient owns their own business because I've found that those are the people I can really help given my background, having grown up where all of my great uncles, when they got back from the war, they ran their businesses for their entire lives. You know, the post-World War II uh, boom. None of them actually successfully transitioned into a second generation and continued onwards like so many of the small businesses uh, that we see. You know, it's a troubling statistic, but of all the businesses that want to sell, only 20% do. What that means is 80% of businesses die when the owner leaves the business. And the key reason for that is the same reason the company that... I'm going to do a discussion on right now hasn't sold in over a year. So let's dive into what makes, we'll call it company X, not sellable in this current market. 
So this is a business that's been around for over 40 years. And its top line is 1.6. The seller discretionary income or expenditure, the money that in one form or the other goes to the owner, is north of $200,000. And that sounds like something that would be beneficial. I could rather easily, with a quality business, install a well-compensated general manager and then still have some additional revenue for myself. That's if all of the ducks were in a row and the business was functioning properly. So this current business is looking to sell for a multiple of three and a half times the seller's discretionary expenditures. That doesn't seem like it's necessarily a lot. And frankly, a business of that size, if everything was running smoothly, that'd be a reasonable-ish number. Uh, They're including their vehicles, inventory, the furniture, fittings, uh, and equipment. That's all in at that price. And that's where being able to understand the financials becomes so important. You know, the example that I just gave is they have three vehicles that are fully kitted out for what they do, and they're included. As you're sitting there, that might sound like something that's very good. But what if I told you two of the vehicles weren't paid off yet, and they had a debt load of fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars, whatever it is. Well, that's going to automatically drop your multiple because the new owner doesn't want to incur your old debt. You know, timely. There's also things like the uh, paycheck protection loans that went out during COVID. If those haven't been satisfied or otherwise addressed. That has to count as additional debt and lower your selling price. Now, talking about those vehicles again, the question as a investor that's looking to acquire a business, what is a vehicle worth? Is it worth what you can sell it for? Is that the number that we use to determine an object's value? We don't know what a vehicle will sell for, but we do know a very important number, which is the depreciation of the vehicle and how much basis that depreciation still has. See, the owner of this business did something that's very smart for your bottom line if you're going to retain the business, but not very good if you're trying to sell the business. The owner in this case took advantage of the 2017 tax law changes and accelerated the depreciation of the asset. What that means is they took the tax write-off even though the item hadn't been paid off. And while that's sound strategy in a buy-and-hold situation, um, allowing you to accelerate revenue so that you can reinvest in your business, when it comes time to sell, it becomes a liability. So 
these vehicles call it just for giggles fifty thousand dollars in debt remaining on them so that's minus 50 grand right off the top but they've also not had any depreciation left so when the owner of this business says these vehicles have a value of x realistically they've got a value of negative x because they've already been depreciated and they still have debt load due so those vehicles are not actually an asset to the business they're a liability and when i go to transact that sale the selling price is going to require that the debt service has been taken care of similar to when you buy a house they have to have all the liens paid off etc before you transition over to the new owner the previous owner's debts don't go forward with the new mortgage so this business that they're asking call it seven hundred thousand dollars for right off the bat is only worth six fifty maybe and granted the asking price is just a number but realistically that assets maybe the business is now worth 625 because of that you add in any additional debt service the business has that takes it down about another hundred thousand dollars so be generous and call it now the business is worth 550 and i haven't even discussed what the operational parameters of that business are and how that might impact what the business is worth going forward as i mentioned there's Roughly $200,000 a year worth of profit in the business currently. And that would be okay if the business was run properly. But this business is run like so many of the businesses that I work with, where the owner and operator is what in insurance terms we would call the key life. If they're not there, things don't work. To wit, things like a client relationship management tool. An example being Salesforce.com, which maybe cost one, 200 bucks a month. That's not a huge hurdle to have organization and structure inside of your business. This has none of that. There's an email list and the owner is responsible for the advertising. Any estimates that they do. They manage a lot of the payroll and they do some of the work on the job site. Business has, call it 500 clients, just round number. So the question now becomes if the vehicles are a liability and operationally the owner is ingrained in every aspect of that business. Well, what happens when the owner leaves? And this is the key reason that so many businesses, instead of creating generational wealth upon an exit, simply shut their doors and cease to exist. You know, at this point, this company that is being offered for the better part of three quarters of a million dollars is really only worth 
their email list. And how much is an email list worth at the grand scheme of things? It's not worth very much. So we have a situation where because the owner probably didn't know better, you know, similar to my stepdad where they, they don't know how to let go and delegate, those things become the key reasons that a business cannot sell. And that's a very tragic thing, especially given all the small businesses that have had to shutter because of the restrictions, we'll say, so that we don't get nasty grams. But the COVID restrictions, the lockdowns, um, you know, they didn't have the benefit of being a Fortune 100 company that everyone allowed to stay open. These mom and pop shops. When they close, not only do they go away, but that family's generational wealth opportunity is going away. And when those mom and pop shops close, major corporations come in to fill the real estate. And that's one of the big reasons that a lot of our communities aren't seeing the ability to step up and grow economically, and they seem stuck. Because when you have the mom and pop business that reinvest in their neighborhood, those money stay local. When the mom and shop pharmacy goes away and Walgreens goes in, that money goes back to New York City in the stock market. There's no opportunity to create generational wealth in a corporate environment, unless you're the CEO or something like that. And I get people will say that, but that's not where wealth is made. That's where you trade time for money for the rest of your life. So what are my takeaways from this conversation? If you own a business, it doesn't matter what your top line number is. It doesn't matter what your bottom line is. What matters is the systems and processes that can be automated and have you step away. You know, a lot of people say they love their business and they don't mind working in it. But it should be something where you're working in it because you want to not because you have to for the business to succeed. And that's a very particular skill set, which in the Marine Corps we called centralized command, decentralized control. That's how I manage the airspace in Iraq. And the principle being is you get guidance from the top, but then you trust your managers to operate, in this case, the business. If you don't have that inside of your business right now, You have a very fancy job. You don't own a business because you work in the business. And that's my biggest takeaway from the businesses that I've seen so far. And there's been a few. If you're the owner operator and you you don't step back to take the executive function instead of the labor function, your business will die with you. When you retire, the business will go because people can't trust that when they buy a business that was run by a cult of personality, that that business is going to continue in the future. I hope that this gave you some good lessons and is something that you'll be able to start to implement. Uh, As I mentioned on the top, if you have questions about this, uh, you can reach out to me directly michaeldemo.com. I've got information for business owners that are 
looking for help putting these systems in place for businesses that are looking to potentially make an exit, whether because of retirement, a change in staffing with a key life, divorce, name a thing. Um, there's always reasons that people might want to make a change. I know up here in Connecticut, it's a lot of people don't want to live in Connecticut anymore. It's probably next to retirement, the number one reason I see on the business listing sites. So those are people that I can help. And I hope this information helped you. Do me a favor, feel free to leave a review, uh, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, they all seem to have that nowadays. So if you could, uh, that way the reach increases. And if you have an opportunity, take a look at the Warriors Art Room. My buddy Steve Jones is doing great work in Western Massachusetts, helping veterans and their families deal with their issues and their traumas and coming to a place of peace. Uh, not sponsored, but it's a great program, and I think you would get value from seeing a little bit of what they're doing over there. Thank you for your time and attention today. Uh, for the rest of the month, you're going to see some more of the interviews of other veteran entrepreneurs. I uh, want to get the word out about what they're doing and give you the ability to take some of the lessons from them and see how you might be able to apply that into your business as well. Again, I'm Mike Demo, and I appreciate your time. Have a great week.